Welcome to another episode of Yours Digitally, India's first digital personalization podcast presented by Zeno. We're living in the world of digital personalization where brands like Amazon, Netflix and Spotify have changed the customer behavior using their personalized recommendation engines. We're addicted to them. In the world after coronavirus, consumer behavior is changing. Customers are spending more time online and are also shopping online. But this change in consumer behavior isn't temporary. It's here to stay. That means that all marketers today need to adopt digital personalization like Amazon, Netflix and Spotify to stand out in front of their customers in the digital world. But it's easier said than done because there's so much competition out there and one needs to achieve better results with limited marketing budgets. Well, that's where yours digitally comes in. With this podcast, our mission is to help you become an expert in digital personalization so that you can delight your customers with better and relevant campaigns while increasing your marketing return on investment. Each week we bring you interviews with leaders from top consumer brands and applicable marketing advice that you can use to generate a better return on investment. Whether you're a marketing or loyalty professional, an entrepreneur or a top executive at a large consumer brand who's looking to adopt digital personalization, we've made this podcast especially for you. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast or wherever you prefer to listen to it to never miss a new update. Hello everyone. Welcome to Yours Digitally with yet another episode. I sincerely hope every one of you are safe and sound. There has been one thing that has been constant in every episode where uh, the marketing heads have spoken about how retailers need to focus upon the evolution of the digital ecosystem. And for that purpose, we just have the perfect person to talk about this today. It's my pleasure to introduce Mr. Ravnish Dhaneshwar. Ravnish has 18 plus years of experience in the digital space, has, has got hands-on experience both from the brand as well as the agency side. He has extensive experience in the fashion, luxury and retail marketing space and have worked with brands like AdLabs, Gucci, FC UK, WebChetney, etc. name a few. He comes with the ability to build a digital reputation and fuel growth with brand strategy and building the brand with marketing automation and maximizing ROI. Ravnish specializes in e-commerce digital marketing and brand strategy and today we're going to be talking about how retail brands can acquire customer effectively in the new world of COVID-19. Hi Ravnish, welcome to the show. Thank you so much Simanshu for this opportunity. We look forward to this conversation. Yeah. So Ravnish, before we get onto the topic and I am sure users want to know more about it, wanted to know how is the lockdown treating you? Uh, what's happening? Um, it's been quite interesting actually. <laughs> we never expected yeah. it to be this long. And um, it's been a good opportunity to you know spend time with the kids and uh, it's been an opportunity to spend time at home which has not been there but it's also been a great uh, period of observations you know you actually get to spend time uh, with a lot of interesting things i think there's huge behavioral patterns that have changed uh, yeah i've been noticing this at home also so even um, i mean i think the screen time has gone up i mean hugely internet consumption has gone up like i mean i don't know we just we run out of internet i think more than essentials we've been running out of internet um the kids are spending more time on screens the amount of devices uh at home 
uh, you know they have increased like in such a huge way I mean, today everyone sitting in different corners of the house and everyone's got their devices um, school has started um, each one's on their own business calls or you know zoom calls so all that that entire progression has been i mean that it's been pretty quick i mean what kids would have done when they are about uh, 15 or 10 or 12 has typically started happening when they are at 6 7 so i think that is going to play a very important role in the future as well yeah and funny incident which happened today um uh, my maid has been ordering stuff off amazon so <laughs> i think it's been a huge huge <laughs> you know uh shift from uh, traditional to digital first yeah and you pointed out very interesting like the behavior is changing so much right so and that's where my next question is actually so before covid time there was a way uh you know a marketing head or a cmo of a offline brand would spend their money in terms of acquiring customer or getting that visibility in front of their target audience right but now as you rightly said that mates are also shopping on amazon and netflix uh, amazon and uh, uh, flipkart uh, how how is that behavior change you're looking at a typical uh, for a offline retailer right so how would you change about the way you are spending money before and after now and uh, very interestingly earlier i think the funnel was very elaborate uh, the acquisition funnel was quite elaborate it was very com- uh, has been multi channel has been a little complex i think the funnel has gotten a lot more shorter um, and the attention span or basically the conversion has become faster and there certain things now that um, have changed for example essentials or need based not just essentials but need based i mean there are a lot of other things also that come into this gamut of uh this basket rather um those things are basically what are what is basically the driver uh for consumption that is happening so how we basically so earlier it was complex right you had everything from content marketing you had social media you had seo um email marketing sms whatsapp push notifications i think it was very complex so today people have more or less an idea of what they are what they're going to consume um and where is the rest of the time what they going to do so when they are in that consumption mode or let's say uh, they are a marketing qualified lead or a sales qualified lead that conversion has to be quick mm. so how do we actually go in and convert i think that is very important i mean you don't have that time where you can lead them into different parts of the funnel and then look at conversion you have to be swift you have to be very fast today so i think those are certain things that have uh, typically changed and being able to understand which is the right time to connect with the consumer to basically convert that is crucial in today's day and age so how does anyone go about approaching these two problem statement right so very interesting point you mentioned right uh, there is a consumption time wherein user is trying to grab onto this information and you have to like choose what moment with relevant communication and able to understand when customer will absorb like so how do brand approach this particular problem in today's world i think the strategy first and foremost has got to be changed I and mean, you've got to figure out uh, what the person needs when the person needs and how you're basically going to fulfill that and in this case so the collaboration becomes very important the collaboration between your uh, customer service teams and your marketing uh, these two play a very important role in the conversion or even i would say that new conversion or the new acquisition is the retention of older customers it's very important for us to retain uh, a lot of the older customers that is that is the main point retain and sustain your customers once they've gone in this period you're not going to get them back 
Yeah, I, I like that tagline. New uh, customer acquisition is the retention of old customer. I'm gonna use that. It absolutely is. Various of my pitches when I'm going in front of the customer now. <laughs> yeah, and in terms of retention, right? So he spoke very nicely about it. Like, so uh, are you saying that you're not gonna focus on new customer acquisition and more focus on retention? Like, what is the thought process now? No, uh, that's not that's not what I'm saying. So when we before COVID nineteen uh, typically happened, there was a certain amount of saturation that we figured that existed in the in the metros. Um, so we were we were scaling towards tier two and tier three. So that was something that we had already started work. Now what has typically happened is once the uh, this COVID has hit, uh, the cost of ECPMs and all that has actually gone down. because of which i've been able to scale my campaigns into tier 2 and tier 3 and we've actually seen that work so um the other markets opening up the other markets and being able to explore in other markets i think this has been an, an advantageous uh, opportunity if you would want to say i mean this has been covid 19 has actually worked in that way so very interesting so uh, are you saying you you got your uh, so you pushing towards these tier 2 tier 3 cities more from the yeah. online e-commerce point of view i'm assuming yeah so you're sort of trying to create that visibility and that awareness among those users and that's an interesting strategy because uh, 70 to 80% of covid cases are consolidated in like major metro cities uh, and that tier 2 tier 3 uh, is ha- has not yet impacted the way other cities have impacted there is something which our audience would want to uh, would love to know about it like from the e-commerce end right like what are those core things which brand needs to adopt in terms of making that entire experience better right so reaching out to the customer is one thing but the moment they land on your page right maximum drop offs happens starts happening from there so how do one go about thinking about how to retain the customer the moment he has landed on the page so the customer journey uh, has got to change now when i talk about i'll just go back one step the tier 2 tier 3 there are they are very um, intuitive when it comes to mobile or when it comes to online see because they've not gone through that entire uh, you know learning phase of using laptops or desktops and stuff like that they've straight away moved to phones and uh, high end phones and usability content consumption all of that is very different so when you look at these people you know, your your um, uh you must have your your cps in place as soon as they come on to a page your content has to be crisp and simple like i have seen a lot of the uh, e-commerce guys make their com- their content unnecessary blurry and complex that a person starts paying attention to the nuances of what is written out there and by the time he's lost interest in that typically moves on and one very important thing is that we've noticed um users in this case don't spend too much of time scrolling or going between pages um so you have to get them onto the right landing page you have to give them the right piece of content at that point of time and you've got to show them if you know their behavior or you know their consumption pattern you've got to show them right there and then all the allied or other products or services that they would want to buy so this expecting them to complete all the actions is is not uh, a viable option anymore so uh, how, how do you think about the journey like what what is your thought process when you have to create those milestone of that customer journey so um in this case what we basically do done is um the conversion strategy i think that's w- what we focused on um and the first thing um, we did not get into this very complex behavioral strategy so we started pushing out uh, we started segmenting more uh, specifically 
um, we started uh, tracking their behaviors or their patterns, right? So we would want to know when did they last come in, what did they basically look at um, in terms of the website, how much the time did they spend, and then started, you know, using a different channel. So either we would use SMS, we would use WhatsApp, we would use email to basically give them pieces of content that they are used to convert, you are used to consuming. And then using that, we would bring them back onto the site. So conversion has been quicker and, you know, um, in cases like that, where we've had a bit of insight into what the consumer uh, typically has wanted to do. I hope that answers the question. Uh, can you give us one interesting story about one such campaign wherein you saw uh, a huge conversion happening, like the strategy was like spot on? So uh, the sale, uh, during the sale, I think that was one very interesting period. Uh, so we typically, uh, being a luxury brand, we did not open up, we don't do a lot of open sales and stuff like that. It's just not discounted product all, all the time. Um, so in this, we figured out who were the last people. So um, who are the people who typically bought during sale the last time? And what is the category of product that they basically bought? And we opened up those specific categories to them um, on a, within a closed group. So at that, within a day, I think uh, we did about 12 to 15 lakhs of uh, sale just from one single email and uh, a campaign, SMS campaign that we basically pushed out. Uh -huh. So. You know, so that was one, it was very focused. It was not an open sale. It was not uh, end, an end of season sale. It was just something that we'd done as an initiative. So yeah. more like a customer it, engagement thing, yeah. uh, wherein you identify like a cluster of customer and instead of yeah. like planning out a blanket communication, try to create something very personalized uh, yeah. in nature for them. Absolutely. And now what? Now COVID, like how, how, how has the situation changed? Like what do we do to be personal with our brand now that we can't see them, we can't meet them? The entire philosophy for us as being meeting the customer is store, right? So how are you bringing that aspect of personalization in your marketing now? So I think the concept of showrooming typically starts kicking in very interestingly out here, um, where um, the visual aspect of the brand cannot typically go away. So in some cases, being able to use Zoom, being able to use WhatsApp calling and stuff like that, where you're actually showcasing product. So that yeah. engagement is the same. Uh, whether it is uh, a store, whether it is online and this, it's a little more. So the person can actually turn around and say that I want to see the back. I want to see the side, you know, show me uh, more, uh, tell me a little bit about the fit. So you've got an actual person at the end of it. And very interestingly, this is something that Alibaba has also scaled at this point of time. Yeah. Um, you know, where they've done a lot of personalized shopping. It's a very Asian thing. It's a, uh, so in Singapore, Japan and all these countries, they do a lot of it. Um, and we've seen that this also, we've seen a lot of smaller details from small towns and stuff like that who have typically taken to Zoom and they've taken to WhatsApp where they interact one-on-one -on -one with the customer. So I think those have been some, that has been one really interesting space. Um, second is data mining. I think data mining plays an extremely important role in this case. Um, when you look at data mining, then being able to get into uh, the format of RFM, uh, recency frequency monetization, being able to understand when was the last time? So just frequency alone is not enough for you to click uh, or convert a customer. So how recent was the, uh, you know, the visit and what was the consumption pattern? What is the value that they consume? Based on that, those are the guys that I will target first because they are the mm -hmm. most likely to buy because we have top of the mind recall and they have, we know that they have the deep wallets uh, for conversion. So that is something that we basically played around. Personalization definitely, as you mentioned earlier extremely critical, very key to uh, retaining the customer. So new customer acquisition 
I would say retention is the new customer acquisition. I would go back to that. It's very, very important. So I think that's how we typically played this. Uh, these are some of the points that we actually played out. Uh, yeah. I love the strategy, right? You, where you mentioned about like creating that personal experience through like WhatsApp and Zoom. And I think uh, this is a time to be like really out of the box and be like really innovative in terms of how we are, you know, again, trying to capture the attention back from the customer. Uh, interesting thing, which you also mentioned, like understanding uh, the data right now and trying to reach out to the, those customers in a much more relevant way. So in terms of data mining, what are the kind of things which you're looking to get out of that data right now, which will help you in terms of capturing uh, the sale back again, right? Getting those customers back and spending you with, with you guys. So in, at least in our category, we've seen that there are, there, there are different types of personas of customers, right? There's some people who basically love the new collection. When there's something new, they typically want all the new stuff. And then there are people who predominantly buy during uh, when this product is discounted. Um, it's also a great point for new customer entry. When the, when the price is down, they typically tend to stay much longer with the brand. So we've noticed these. So in terms of uh, RFM is one thing that I basically spoke about, figuring out the discounted uh, uh, customer, that's another one. Customers who basically have specific categories. So seasonality also plays a very important role out here. Yeah. Um, so there are customers who typically love the summer collections or the colors and they tend to come back to this and they would um, not, uh, we would probably not see them during winters. Or there is one subset of customers based on age who typically would buy through the entire cycle of the brand. So hmm. again, then breaking these down into various buckets. Uh, which could be as high as um, 150, 200 buckets based on the uh, amount of uh, data that you have. I think these are points that one, the brand should concentrate on. And there would be some customers that we basically lost hope uh, over, let's say, a period of time. We, we interacted with them about two years ago and hmm. typically not done anything with them. I mean, it's time to reach out to them and bring them back into this. Um, and we did one very interesting exercise. Um, which was not a sales exercise, right? It was predominantly just to understand the customer more. Um, so when we were not selling and we had no intention of selling, but we reached out to the customers to try and figure out a little bit more about their personal data, right? So if they would want to share their date of birth or the anniversaries or what profession, um, and then started creating buckets of this. So that we're not selling anything to you. Um, this is just a uh, primary research that we're basically doing with you guys. So mm. that's how we started, um, you know, creating these data sets at our end uh, for future wow. use. Yeah. And I think that's very powerful. Like I know a lot of brands who like never used to think about this, like, and you're saying that there is already a lot of sort of data enrichment we you guys already done by collating, creating different personas and then doing a better targeting because right now anyway, marketing budgets are a big, big problem. So every penny has to generate like a lot more value than yeah. what it was. Uh, before like and in terms of like how, how did you make all this happen what are the tech kind of technologies or tools or what are the kind of expertise which somebody requires like to have those sort of information in their hand i think first and foremost get a crm tool <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you know there's certain things that a tool can basically do uh, which is thought through in a way so if you're typically what happens is with brands like our size uh, we typically have a very lean team um, and yeah. it, it's very focused in terms of the functions that are there. Now, uh, when it comes to data mining or when it comes to, let's say, understanding data or when we want to get into any kind of segmentation, a tool comes in very handy. 
because that gives us the flexibility to basically slice dice play around with and do whatever um, focus focus that we basically want to do <laughs> um, you know with that data set to figure out how can it be used because till the time you don't experiment with this data it's very difficult to uh, you know do stuff and also what we did is we migrated our offline customers to online um, we typically knew that you know this phase uh, there's a lot of stuff that you know customers are not going to be comfortable coming back to the store even post the covid 19 you know kind of opening up um, you know hmm. today also there is confusion that is it buy and try or is it try and buy people are not comfortable trying product in the store so what happens then uh, in e-commerce everyone is used to it that you buy first and then you try it on so that migration is something that we again did and crm is a very important role so offline crm uh, crm got used for offline crm got used for online we kind of merged the data we kind of saw what are the patterns how many times is the offline guy buying online or vice versa because it's an omni channel journey at the end of the day um so these are things that we uh, did to understand this and then reach out to the customers if so they had made a purchase online it's much easier to convert them or do stuff and on that migration button the primacy of this is going to be my last question to you right so uh, with few of the brands where uh, there was a very clear segregation between online business unit and offline and they don't talk to each other and suddenly now all the customer has to be moved to online and we are seeing like a huge resist- resistance when it comes to customer moving towards online because we have a specific habit and we want to replicate that habit like so was the transition very hard for you guys when you were trying to move your offline base to online i'm sure with over time it becomes easier and you start seeing better conversion but if you can recall your initial journey when you started moving your pure offline database towards online like what was it what were the core challenges the resistance is organizational in this the resistance is never customer based the customer mm-hmm. is used to buying in various formats um it is um organizations that kind of put them into bucket saying that no this is online this is an offline customer this is where we want to keep him this is an online customer so the day uh, this entire thing actually worked in the favor of the customer more than anything else because people are used to buying in the online um and when you migrated them for them that entire journey is a lot more easier and i think even customer even the brands will now see the value because it's not that a customer basically moves from offline to online is going to abandon the online uh, the offline store that is not going to happen that engagement will always a store is a confidence builder brands need to understand this hmm. uh, a store is a confidence people will look want to find the store people will want to spend time in the store but online is convenient and online is fast and online gives you the entire range um what people do is with the kind of inventory it is not possible to basically uh, scale offline all the time or have all the inventory in a store so online has to be there i mean a lot of people have realized this right now thank god got it that brings us to the end of our podcast thank you so much for sharing your valuable insight about the topic and uh, we'll be happy to host you again thank you so much thank you yes